Yo, welcome to my summer lair. I'm your host, Sammy, getting a suntan from late night light, Yunnan. A few years back, I used to record in session with Girth in a bar in downtown Toronto, the Pacific Junction Hotel bar, which is sadly no longer with us. A moment of silence. As part of that show, sometimes bands would come in and play. Sometimes they just come in to talk and hang out. Unlike most interviews they did, because we were in a bar, it meant they could drink while we talked. <laughs> and honestly, that made for some honest interviews. Both of us. Me as the host, them as the guest. From In Session at Girls Radio, I graduated to my summer layer, and I'm having lots of fun chatting with dope creators who are doing dope things. Still, and occasionally, I'm going to use this My Summer Layer space to present an In Session episode like a yearbook memory. And just like every yearbook, the photos are embarrassing, the fashion is terrible, the things we talked about were raw, undercooked. The interviews were clumsy with some remarkable moments, and the audio was a bit uneven like a left-handed person using right-handed scissors. If you can get past the rookie Sammy starting to figure this all out, you'll slowly be rewarded. The light awaits. Here now is a My Summer Layer yearbook episode. This is in session with Ivana Sintelli from 2016. Her new album at the time was the Freshtastic, Late Night Light. In Session with Girth. Love to walk, 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 to love us walk. 
I'm I'm interested. I bet you yeah. you do a lot of parts. I uh, I'm a doorknob. I get around. So. Yeah, but I know this about like uh there was somebody his name is Michael T. Williamson mm-hmm. and he was Bubba in Forrest Gump. Yeah, that's right. And I was in a TV show with him once and he was the one who approved me because he liked the music. This is years and it was called Hoop Life. Mm-hmm. Something like that about basketball players and he was the lead. And we had a good conversation and I didn't know who he was, and all the band members knew. There's like, dude, that's Bubba. And then I looked him up, and I couldn't believe how many movies he had been in. Because certain actors, they may not play the lead, but you, sometimes you can work steady yeah. for a long time if you've got your thing. And if you can change no up kidding. your look a little bit, too. and like, then So how you, do you change your look? I do different glasses. I don't wear glasses. Yeah, um, hats. Yeah. What about hair? Do you, like, put wigs and stuff? Uh, no, I haven't done a wig yet. You I haven't had to. No, I haven't had done a wig yet. So, And I also haven't died in a horror film yet. I want to die in a horror... Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> 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 to get an axe to the face? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I'd be the guy that goes off in the woods. I, mean, I don't with know. Their... You're very much an actor because I'm not an actor, and I don't think I'd ever want that. Even what? for play. It's just... Yeah. An axe to the face or just horror movies in general? No, I kind of like some horror movies, but I mean, my favorite now mm-hmm. of all time is The Shining. And I yeah. only saw it for the first time two years ago. That's a classic, but that gives you good night terrors, those twins. I don't know if it gave me night terrors. It just stayed with me for a long time. Yeah. The one that freaked me out was um, recently was, um, I call I think the Foley is the star of the movie. Which one the is that? The sound Foley. Oh. Um, the Conjuring? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that one's got some fun stuff. But the sound is what is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, a door closes yeah. and all the sound goes. And there's nothing. Yeah. And then it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, freaking, it's really good. So if you could act, then would you, what would you want to do? Oh, we're you recording want... me now? Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> do you, would you want to be like in a romantic comedy then or uh No, I'd like, to be, gang- I'd like to be in a gangster film or I'd like to be the, f- oh, the female the... James Bond. Oh, nice. You want yes. to handle some ruckus. Yes. All right. With style and grace. Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll have, we put it out there in the universe now so we can make it happen. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, or a female, vi- like a vampire in a very tight... A vinyl skirt. Oh, that could work. <laughs> yeah, give me five for that one. Yeah, I'm in for that one. Kind of like the, what's her name? Kate Beckinsale in Underworld, right? When she had all that. Oh, I did. I remember seeing some ads for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That mm-hmm. could totally work. Yeah. All right. I will, <laughs> as soon as we wrap up, I'll make some calls. And we'll, oh, my goodness. Yeah, we'll see what we can, what kind of magic Absolutely. we can make. Absolutely. Yeah. We could always play a musician in a movie, obviously, but that'd be... Wouldn't that just be kind of boring? You Don't you want to do some? That's the whole point of acting, right? It's that you get to do... Right, but I don't know if I'm an actress so much. But what I do know is that I started applying the art of acting from actor friends of mine to the music in terms of sometimes what it is that I write the songs, mm-hmm. I record them, I produce them, I play them, and I'm singing on them, right? Right. So sometimes what happens is you distance yourself from the original purpose of why you wrote it in the first place. So that's where I had an acting coach, mm-hmm. director, friend of mine come in, uh, Salvatore Antonio, and I had him... Do you know him? No, but that's a, him, that's a great name, though. Yeah, I had him come in and just help replace me, mm-hmm. like place me back to why I wrote the song in the first place. Because okay. when you have four different roles, yeah, you forget to get back to the message of the song. 
Yeah. And that's what I've learned from acting. And I think I do it in music because every song has a different personality. Mm -hmm. So even on stage, you just have to go to why and what is this trying to say? Does it change though when you, obviously when you're in the studio recording and you sometimes you write from a personal perspective, a relationship or something like this, and then you go do it live and then people start to adopt the song. Does the purpose and the meaning change as when, people adopt it? No. I don't think so um, because it becomes theirs. I've had, I had a song called Been Through This and I had, it got a lot of, got a lot of hits on, uh, online. And I found a lot of very young girls responding to the song and it's called Been Through This. It's kind of about a cyclical relationship. Uh, you know, the same thing keeps happening and you just got to get out. Well, the girls interpreting, they said, yeah, this happened to me last week. A little, uh, one of the boys in grade five said <laughs> said he liked me and then he didn't like me. Been through this. And yeah. I was like, well, that's not what it's about, but yeah. you can take it and do what you need to yeah, do with run it. run with it to the end zone. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really, it's actually a sweet aspect of it because it just, you know, we all interpret. So that's what art is. Mm -hmm. If it serves your purpose, it's great. Yeah. But the meaning and the meaning doesn't ever change for you too, as you can continue to play the songs live. Because I mean, you've been putting out albums since like uh, end in the nineties, right? Ninety nine or yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go back and you play like an older song, or older material, does, yeah. the, does the meaning change now? Or uh, it's really, I like that question. There are times when I play songs from out of ninety nine, two thousand, and the meaning is, is, I can go right back to the moment when I wrote that song, which is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. But, um, because you're back in that cyclical yeah, relationship, right? In a sense, but at the you know, um, but that's kind of the purpose you are supposed to emote, it's supposed to be real, it's supposed mm -hmm. to be real emotion, it's not supposed to be pretending or putting on um, a mask. It's well, at least my music isn't that. If any, if there's any mask that goes on, it's just um, better hair and makeup on stage, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's huge, though. That's key, though. <laughs> right? Well, you know, I did, that's my honor for the stage. When I go, when I hit the stage, it's just, there's a respect I have for it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think I, just anyone can go on a stage. There's a respect I have for the fact that people have paid to come see me and like what I do. And I have to respect the fact that um, it's not, it's not just an everyday thing. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the language of music that's really beyond us. Yeah, and it brings us together. Yeah, it's that connection that you're talking about, right? Totally. So, con connection and community, I guess, is a you because oh, yeah. a live show is just like a it's just like a little community for like a couple of hours or however yeah. long the show no, is. No, I love that you're saying that because that is what it is, and we don't talk about that enough. And that's what I think. Why I think art is important. I say art, music is an art, but I think the arts are very important because it still represents a sense of community, mm -hmm. and it's it also. Um, well, I learned this from hip hop. Hip hop is the voice of the voiceless, right? And there, there's, you know, some emo indie rock is kind of for certain voiceless people as well. You know, just the disheartened, the hurt, the, yeah, <laughs> all of that, you know, because everyone's talking about, you know, winning and, and conquering. How about human feelings? How about just being good to each other? Yeah. Love. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do sing about those things. And I, I do think, a lot of the world's problems. I am not political at all, but mm -hmm. if there's any political statement I'd ever make is just if we just in our own town, in our own little relationships, if we treat each other with a little bit more respect and consideration and honesty and forthrightness, 
<laughs> this is going to be becoming a long list. <laughs> I think those are all the same thing, though. Yeah. You know, then I just think there'd be a lot less hurt people and a lot less angry people causing well, a lot of ruckus, which would cause me to have to get into a vinyl skirt and be the female James Bond to all end right. it all in yeah. a movie. There we go. We have the pitch all done now. <laughs> so we just got to write it all up and then just send it in. I'm still making calls after we're done. <laughs> hilarious do you have a working definition of love or, or was that long list what you mean by love uh, well the quick answer is no I don't have a working definition of love I don't um, I would have to sit there and contemplate what has and hasn't worked for me but what I do know it's a really good question love is a, is a pretty big <laughs> I know it's a hard question. Pretty too. big, pretty big topic. You yeah. know, it's that's why it's so elusive. That's why people still write about it. That's why, you know, I, I think people are still searching for it or or running away from it. Um, and that's why I think um, alcohol, drugs, and sex cost the most <laughs> because <laughs> really they're searching for love. Yeah. Right. Um, working definition. I'll even narrow it down. Um, this might make it easier or harder, but even like just like with like you and a boy or you and a man, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, okay. Because that, that's a theme that kind of shows up consistently in a lot of your work. Mm-hmm. But we can also make it love in the general sense. The no, no, you know, it's, no, it's a fair, it's a completely fair question. I guess the reason it's hard to verbalize it in an, in an interview is because I do write full songs about it which have more than one sentence, right? Yeah. And they have chords. They have chords and melodies and um, 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 phrasing to help explain the feeling. Mm-hmm. There's all these things in music that help paint the picture of what love is, right? Yeah, it's a bit, music in a way is a cheat because you can kind of, when you hear a slow jam or whatever, sometimes you know that's a sad song. Right, right. At the same time, there's some Stevie Wonder songs, like um, some of his most beautiful songs. They sound so beautiful, but if you listen to just the lyrics, it's quite sad. Yeah, and that's what I loved about that. And there's things that I love about what Frank Ocean does. And I'm drawing the, I'm drawing a comparison between the two because sometimes what I do in my music is I try to create a good feeling in the chords and a warm feeling to comfort me through some of these little tribulations that I go through, you know, and it's just a comfort. I'd rather not depress people, but I'd rather tell the truth, but also add some kind of comfort in the chords. So, um, you asked a question and I went off topic with chords. (laughs) No, it's fine. I I asked, what's your working definition of love? And I know we can come back to it. No, no, no. I do think, um, I think love is a, is a, there's a feeling of joy where you affect someone positively and they affect you positively. A lot of people say love is hate and hate is love and all this stuff. And I don't know if I agree with that. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I don't agree with that. I have done the thing of deciding to show, to be more loving towards people who have mistreated me sometimes. You know, instead of disliking them, it takes a lot of energy to dislike someone, too. Yeah, and that's a choice, too, you're making. Yeah, and I think, well, here you go. Disliking someone and being angry with someone and hating someone takes a lot of energy. And love gives energy. 
Oh, there we go. There yeah, you go. pulled it out at the yeah. end there. <laughs> I knew you could do it. I had faith in you the whole time. You just needed a couple of minutes. Way to go. Hilarious. Is that the statement that you're making on this new album, Late Night Light? Is it about love or is it about... What is the statement you're making? No, I think overall there's... um What I noticed, there's a, there's a real tie between... There's a, at least five songs where the topic is about as an involvement of technology, how technology has gotten itself involved as a very complicated three-way partner in our relationships. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, complicates a lot of things and it disassociates us from each other. And like I have a, I have a song called Calculate, which is my, describes my healthy fear of online dating. Yeah. Because I don't really think people are catalogs. Yeah. You know, I don't think you searching for someone through a catalog is really the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also kind of like a hustle, too, because a lot of women will put on like the nice photo, right? Where they're like a bridesmaid or they have the hair up and the outfit. And the, <laughs> you know what I mean? OK, well, you could say this is the thing. I, I'm going to take your side of it for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of misrepresentation on the visual. Yeah. But a lot of the reason sometimes there's a lot of misrepresentation on the visual is because there's a lot of too much importance from men towards women placed on the visual. Yeah, and right? this goes back then, to the catalog. Yeah, and then with men, there's a lot of misrepresentation in terms of what they're looking for because there's some men that will represent themselves as wanting a relationship when that isn't what they want. They want a little play right. for a very short time. And what I do think is we should all just be a lot more honest with each other because the people who are looking for a little play for a little time, there's a lot of women that are looking for that too. Right. And I think those people mm-hmm. should line up and match yeah. and meet each other. <laughs> that's a community we need to get together. That's a lot of fun, man. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But I also have seen that kind of tire people out. Yeah. Too. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's, uh, you know, it's all about like, is it using up your energy or is it giving you good energy? Mm-hmm. So, um, I've also noticed like when I'm on my phone too much doing my emails or texting to handle business or personal, I don't feel as good inside as, let's say, I do when I've sat and talked with a friend for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Yeah. It's a different energy. And to add to that, and I'll go a little further. Go for it. Um, This album is going to be pressed on vinyl and mm-hmm. I'm waiting for it. And my first record, Brown, will be pressed on vinyl as well. And that's coming out soon. And there are studies that show that vinyl um, trigger more dopamine in your body than any other medium. So it causes the same pleasures that you get from sex and love and drugs and food. Which makes sense because it goes back to being music again. What we talk about with the cues and the rhythms and all yeah, that. Yeah, with of. real vibration because it's actually a needle. It's physical. Yeah. It's a needle hitting the grooves. Yeah. Right. And it's actual uh, physical vibration, whereas MP3s are zeros and ones. Right. One. Right. So there's a lot of missing information between that, just like online dating and the. Yeah. Cal- you're right. <laughs> See, we're working it all out. Right. And then I'm trying to remember what other songs. Uh, Forever for Now is about the fleeting aspect of relationships. Yeah. About how quick everything is because now, you know, the news cycles are fast. So even the relationship cycles are quick. People want to get to know each other very, very fast. And it takes longer than fast to know somebody. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any of the other songs that describe that. I'd have to look at my record. Um, Calculate Only Sound. Oh, Only Sound is about unplugging. Mm -hmm. Like just 
like I say it in the song, it's about um, um, no satellite, no BPMs, no texts, no MP3s, no nothing, right? Just being present in the moment with your lover, with nothing around to, to distract. Yeah, it's a nice one. I like that one. Was a, oh, good. That was a good groove. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Won't mention any names. No time, no place. No matter, it happens again and again and again. Don't you wanna win? You get what you put in. I put this before.
listen to the album Inspire Me and I wrote a haiku. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear oh, it? So I would love to hear it. Lovers smoothly groove, fluid soul, soothing my heart. Late night, light seduce. Ooh, I like. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my, my ears are getting all red now. <laughs> Like your Adidas track jacket. Oh, yo. Oh. See, this is the... I could put it up on the uh, online dating then, right? That's the, ah. the, Everyone, all the ladies like the Adidas track jacket, right? <laughs> oh, no, I love Adidas. I do. Oh, good, good thing then I uh, I did a good job. No, you today. did a great job. Mm, you're right. However, I'm confused. I think the I think the corporations are going to get very angry at you. I'm yeah, saying... I'm wearing a Nike shirt underneath yeah. the... Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'm a conflicted individual though, right? So... Uh, conflicted or dimensional? Or complex. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Women like complex dudes, right? I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I'm I'm personally complex, so I don't really like one layer of anything. Right. You always have to take that first layer off that onion. Yeah. you know it's always the one that rots. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this, is, this actually goes back into your kind of food and your cooking and your kind of... Uh, mm. How did you learn how to cook? How did I learn how to cook? Did your mom was it your mom or was it? Mm. Where did that come from? I should give credit to my family because you have an Italian side of your family too, right? Oh, so, absolutely! I have I an Italian side and a French side. And strangely enough, I watched my my French mom making the Italian pizzas. My zia, my zia is an unbelievable cook. My nonna was always incredible when she'd bring us over for gnocchi. Um, there's various sources, but if I'm going to go to the core of it, it's, um, food is very important in my family. My father knows his good food, but I think what really teaches me to cook right now, even when I create something is that I really like to eat. I love food. I love eating. Um, there is a, a, a gentleman in Rome when I went to school there that taught me how to make gnocchi from scratch. Oh my goodness. So yeah. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> If I get you this movie deal, you got to make some of that for me then. Is that a deal? Yes. We have a deal? Absolutely. All right. Totally. Yeah, shake on it. I'm shaking on this one. Yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Por que no? Yeah, I can't even follow <laughs> that up with anything. I got nothing. <laughs> You've got plenty, my friend. All right. That's great. Yeah. Do you have a specialty in terms of what you... Other, is that your specialty then, I guess, in terms of what you cook? Um, I couldn't say that pizza is my specialty. It just tends to be the biggest request. Yeah. And it tends to it it tends to be hmm. Um I think it's kind of like the singing of cooking. And what I mean by that is oh, this might be a little too deep. Go for it, It'll go for it. Cuckoo. Um like someone could be an incredible piano player. Mm-hmm. Uh far superseding what the vocalist the vocalist's ability is. But no one necessarily notices that depth of talent in the keyboardist. They notice the vocalist because they notice how well or badly they can sing. Whereas I think pizza's like the meeting place, the way the singer's the meeting place of the band. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like, uh, you might you might want to edit it. This this is way too deep. No, go for it. Go for it. I know you're onto something. I'm one of those thinkers. Uh, 
<laughs> but it, pizza is. I it, think pizza's the pizza is the meeting place. Right. It's a goes. We're going back to community again, right? Because that's what pizza is. You slice it all up, and you can take one. It's like French fries, right? Like you, people can take French fries. Oh, you mean they could? Um, they can. It's easy to share. Yeah. It's shareable. Yes, it's shareable. You don't need a plate for it. That's true. It's party favor. Yeah. And the funny thing about pizza is there's no English word for it. Ha ha. There you go. It's an Italianism. See, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning. Well, there's no English word. It's a that's an Italian word. Yeah. I studied linguistics too. So. Yeah. How many languages? You're do gonna you speak? let me nerd out. You're letting me nerd out. Don't yeah. let me do that in an interview. <laughs> Why not? That's fun though. I don't know if anyone cares about me nerding out. Uh, we'll see where it goes, and then. Uh... <laughs> No, I, what I think is pizza is the meeting place, is a real meeting place um, in a lot of ways. Like we said, it's the party food, it's this, that. Um, um, also, it's just everyone knows how good or bad they can make pizza, um, how good a late night pizza is and how good a gourmet one is to the ones they're going to have in Italy on the side of the road, which sometimes those are the best. I haven't been to Italy, so. Ooh, yeah. yeah. All right. Even some of the truck spots or snack bars on the beach have some of the best food. All right. Because Italians take huge pride in food. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I've been to an Italian wedding, so I know, like, I just went with fat pants. I'd even bother dressing up. Uh, (laughs) That's smart. (laughs) You know what I mean? I didn't make a rookie mistake on my end. I know what I was getting into. Yeah, I played a lot of Italian weddings growing up, and... um, yeah, as every once in a while, my father would call me to play the trumpet, and we would be on the third or fourth course, and I have to just shake my hand and go, "Ah, oh, yeah. I'm too full. I can't yeah. right now." <laughs> I know. I don't know how people get up and groove and stuff after, man. Um, you know, they're smart. They do serve the salad that, and there's the vinegar that helps you digest a little. You know, it'd be a smart thing to take a digestivo. Okay. Digestivos are um the uh, the liquor that helps you digest, mm-hmm. and um, there's various forms of that and the reason why that's a big deal to italians is italians really like eating mm-hmm. yeah yes so digestion like, is as important as eating yeah right well i'm sure they got it all figured out now right pretty pretty much they got it down cold pretty much all right yeah well apparently they've got lycopene down that's what's in the tomato sauce right yeah yeah okay I trust you. Okay. <laughs> you're the, yeah, you're the, yeah, you're nerding it out there. Think, you went far. No, I think, I well, I think about five years ago, okay, it was in the news or it started being some of this stuff, you know, how now kale is the, is very healthy for you. And now we're finding out that um, fat doesn't digest. No, I'm saying it, it grows in the middle of the night. <laughs> no, you will have to end. <laughs> Anyways, there was this uh lycopene was the hottest thing. It was uh um an element of food that is very good for our health and that is contained in tomato sauce. Okay. So the Italians got something right. All right. Lycopene. All right. That's good though. They got something <laughs> right though. They better. Yeah. <laughs> So going back to the album, though, we'll leave the tomato sauce and we'll go back to the album Mm -hmm. because that's why you're partly here other than to nerd out. What attracts you about the nighttime? Uh, Can you put that into words? Yes, I would say that there's there's a natural draw of the nighttime. There's There's kind of a solace. It's It kind of belongs to you. No one is grabbing at you. No one's, well, 
<laughs> Yo, I, I'm gonna let that one slide. I saw the face you're making. I'm gonna let right. that slide. I don't know what kind of well, night you're having. Well, that's part of late night light too. Yeah. There's, you know, there should be a little loving in there too. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you're not on anyone's time at that time of night. Mm -hmm. That's really your own sacrifice if you're staying up late, and it might be a sacrifice for some alone time or some you know, some studio time, some writing time. It's really a, a time of the day that, um, strangely enough, you're also very easily accessible to the spirits, right? And um, that's why it's also a very creative time of the night. Like a creative vulnerability, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Things things break down at night, too. There's a lot of, um, a lot of troublemaking at night yeah. as well. But that's why I called it light. Because... There's a lot of um, different kinds of characters in the night, good and bad, and um, um, some of these stories are about some of these characters that I've met and some of the bad experiences that I've had. And another aspect of it is late night light is because I wanted to put a bit of a um, contrast to the darkness that there's always at the end of it, there is a levity there is an enlightenment. You're talking about hope? I don't like the word hope so much. I like action. I like, you know, things, and the sun does kind of rise. Yeah. You know, but you can see light in individuals. People have light in, in them as well. Not a, uh, mm. Yeah, you're right. What's yeah. the, why are you making the face? Because... <laughs> I'm trying to make this, it's the whole idea of when you title something three words to then explain it, you end up using, I don't know, 50. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you use the three and just walk away. That's why it, I use the three. Well, the th three is me summarizing mm -hmm. a concept, like a deeper concept that has a few levels of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that does make sense. Because when I was a kid too, like... Even if it's a small child, everything good happened at night. Like Halloween happens at night, mm. right? Why uh, do you say good? You're saying Halloween because a lot of people would say scary things and creepy things happen. You're saying good. Yeah, because everything good happened at night. My my parents would like, when my dad comes home from work, he was tired. But then my mom and dad would go out and they'd be left with a babysitter and they would be up. Their energy would be up. Oh, They're going out to have fun. Right. right? Okay. Halloween. And like, okay. And we were always supposed to, like, uh, Johnny Carson was on, right? Oh, and right, right. Like, You're right. Um, you know what? Then this would be the quicker way to say it. What draws me to the night is the fact that things are less governed. Yes. Things are less governed for everybody. Like, as a child, your parents went out, and so there was a shift right. in the authority, right? Um, that's what, Even as you get older, too, though, there's the night has just possibilities. Right? Absolutely. I like your answer better than mine. But yeah, <laughs> it's less governed. It's less structure. It's more freedom. There's more um there's more unexpected. Yeah. And I think you have to be a certain kind of creature to be okay with that mm -hmm. or to to thrive on that. Yeah. No, that's good. See, you got it. Dude. There you go. Yeah, I knew you could do it. <laughs> then you're going to edit all, all that other stuff, please. <laughs> no, we're going to leave it all in, even the jokes, too. Oh, no. Yeah. 
And so what is the plan? Edit, edit, snip, snip. Yeah, snip, snip. Snip, snip. So what is the plan then? You said you're going to put it out on vinyl. Are you going to do some touring too then? Or what are you hoping to do with the album? Playing live, yes. Um, no, um, uh, we still, we're still working out what the tour is going to look like. Um, but it'll definitely be some live shows because that's uh, w- one of my favorite things to do, to bring the music to the people and and meet them and have that feeling of as you were saying community mm-hmm. the realness the vibrations yeah. in the room like yeah, you know yeah. the the rub yeah. you know nighttime nighttime uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because someone someone reminded me that the you the gra- grandmas say nothing good happens after 10 p.m. define it depends how you define good though exactly well nothing easy happens after 10 p.m. Depends on how you define easy, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? <laughs> Yo. Yeah, there's always payments for things in certain ways. Yeah, that's true. That's valid. <laughs> right. Except love. There you go. No, you do. You can pay for it in pain, too. Mm, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. There's no such thing as free love, right? Actually, that's the thing. I, I guess the journey to it is is uh can be costly sometimes but that's that's the whole cost of like discovery period does that does being able to write music and pour those experiences good and bad from love and relationships into music does that help does it help the healing process does it make it easier because a lot of people don't have that outlet right so they just when they break up or they have a bad relationship i don't know what they do it it makes the scars pretty Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Being able to write songs about some of these really heart-wrenching situations mm. or feelings. It um it's like songs are like pretty scars. Mhm. All right. Yeah. It doesn't make it easier cuz you still have to go through it. But the only thing about it that might make it easier is that as a musician, as an artist, you can't really hide or run away from your feelings which makes it actually tough for a lot of people i see them run for years from situations um so it doesn't necessarily make it easier but i do think it builds strong character is that vulnerability uh, you just use the word easy is that vulnerability easy for you to hmm. to grasp that truth and then somehow distill into a three-minute pop song i don't think it's easy but i do think it's a talent that's a good word for it yeah it's something that I can access and I can find a way to make something out of it. Yeah. All right. These are questions I can deal with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did all right with the other nerdy stuff. Well, so. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer even talking about your own music or do you like talking about other people's music? Because you're a huge music nerd. You're always listening. I'm a, I'm a big music nerd. Yeah. I love talking about other people's music. Um, I'm glad I'm... I'm I feel blessed to be able to talk about my own because, well, I'm the one that's going to know more about my music. However, you, even in addressing, you know, you just wrote a, you wrote a sonnet. Yeah. That means you get it. And that's, I do like hearing what other people have to say about my music. Um, I just, I'm I'm a fan of it. I'm a still a huge fan of music. Have you seen an evolution in, um, this might be a hard question, but have you seen an evolution in terms of how yeah, music or songwriting has kind of evolved? Or has it even evolved? Like when you go back and you listen to like Billy Joel or Sade 
and then you listen to stuff like United Future Organization to um I don't even Well know. that you made well at least you 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 made a nice a, a good example, a good modern example. I do think there's some great modern examples. I don't really think songwriting has evolved. I think production has evolved. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how much further songwriting can evolve. We're talking about something that's like a, 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 a an art form that's lasted for how how many thousands of years? Yeah, like almost beginning of time. The beginning of time. So we'd be pretty arrogant to think that in the last 10 or 20 years that songwriting's evolved. That's like a that's like a crumb in a bread factory. You know what I mean? A drop in the ocean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And in terms of producing, you you were you were one of the producers on this album. Yes. How was that experience? Is that something you've done before or I I have done it. I um I I can produce, but I don't consider that to be the forefront of what I do. Um, I consider myself a musician, a songwriter, a singer, an artist, an expresser, <laughs> a curator, that kind of thing. Um, producing is because um, when you're indie or just even being a writer, you want to get it done. you know. And I listen to a lot of records. I do think there's some people that are, like I said, I think production has evolved leaps and bounds but at the same time one of my favorite producers is quincy jones yeah right that guy's magic yeah and then there's some there's some brand new guys that are pretty incredible um i'd have to look at what um uh, i might have to email this name to you um river tiber um I can't remember what his name is, but I've listened to some of that stuff. And uh, I think Frank Ocean is great with his production, incredible with his production. Um, James Blake. Yeah. Right. And what I like with him is he really combines his songwriting with the production. His production is part of the songwriting. Last question, but it's an important one, and it's a hard one, too. Mm-hmm. I lend you to the girth time machine, and you can go back in time and mm. see anybody live. Mm. But you can't, like, cheat and do Woodstock or something like that. You got to pick, like... Oh, you mean it can't be a combo. Uh, yeah, oh. but what do you got? You can go back as far... You can go Mozart. You can go James Brown. Oh. Hmm. I've seen James Brown. And yeah, I, you've and opened I, for and him. And I played too. with him, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I asked him about the show and we talked about specific things. Yeah. <laughs> um if I'm if oh geez. If, I, if the simple the simple answer Go for it. Without me because this is I'd like to dig a lot deeper for this. But like a surface answer would be Michael Jackson or Bob Marley. I've never seen Michael Jackson live. Neither have I. So I'll go back with you in the time machine. Yeah. And we'll go, yeah. It's funny because I think it was about a month before he'd passed. I was about to book a trip to um, London to go see him at the O2 Arena and then he had passed. Oh, man. Yeah, because I really wanted to see him. I thought, this is someone I need to see. Yeah. If I'm going to say anything to your listeners, it's really important to see some of the greats now. Because... um, um, There's a lot of talk when Bowie passed away. Yeah about artistry and i think that was a beautiful conversation that was happening and it's a very necessary one but i think the conversation about artistry needs to continue way beyond 
Bowie's passing because that was probably one of his messages about art. And now we're realizing what an artist he was. A lot of people, a lot of his fans have realized that. I've realized that as well. I'm an artist, so I understand the importance of art. But I think we need to support our arts in real ways, in real, real ways, going going to galleries, going to shows, paying the cover, not complaining when we go see live bands that there's a $10 cover. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's six people on stage and you're paying a $10 cover. Yeah. One drink is $10. Let's get real about what the high is. You just mentioned uh, James Brown as well. And it's like, I think we also don't realize how much of a gift some of these individuals are. Michael Jackson is not going to happen again. James Brown is not going exactly. to happen again. Like exactly. when somebody comes along, you basically slap that saddle on and you ride them and you see where they go right. and they will take you the best guys. Bowie's a fana- fantastic example. Mm-hmm. He will take you cool places. Absolutely. I, I'm, I mean, I took myself on a date to go see Tom Petty just because I hadn't seen him. Uh, I went to see um, Stevie Wonder doing songs on the Key of Life. I was at that show. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. And what was special about that is we're talking about an album that's, was that 73? We're talking about an album that's 22. No, whoa, hold on, hold on. You can do this. I can't. <laughs> 40 years old? Yeah. Is that album 40 years old? Um, I think that was why there was an anniversary. That's why he was bringing it back, right? I think it was some sort of... You know what? You might, be, you might be right on that. I just know that the minute I saw Songs in the Key of Life being played top to bottom, I went to yeah. both of them. Um, um, it's, no, it's just important. Prince. Yeah. Everyone needs to see Prince one time <laughs> Guys, in their life. Absolutely. More than once because he doesn't, he keeps switching up that catalog. And... I do think there's some new artists that are following in those footsteps and really believe in the excellence of performance and um, just always pushing themselves to be better. Um, I thought Timberlake was has been doing that. I, I think Beyonce him. has done that. I think Gaga has been doing that. Um, but yeah, definitely go see Prince. Yeah, Prince is king. Yeah. So we've covered <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. I think we did a pretty good job, didn't we? We covered vampires to Italians to. So it's a bit, a bit of the science of food and the yeah. science of the night. And uh, we covered James Brown, Prince. Uh, we even squeezed in your album eventually. Oh, eventually, right? Yeah. <laughs> we did a pretty good job, I thought. Yeah. I just think, uh, well, even like what we're doing. Um, well, that's the reason I even feel bad about going going on or getting into deep conversations is because I think there's this move now to shorten everything because life is really quick and where everything has to be 140, um, is it characters? Yeah. 140 Twitter. characters for Twitter. Everything has to fit in a box for Instagram. Um, you like to linger. Uh, no, I like to figure out. There you go. That's a better And way. I like to understand as opposed to just, um, there are things that are real simple right there in front of you. But like you were saying, you're a complex guy. Um, I I don't know if looking at Instagram all day or reading 140 Twitters will have anyone figuring out the mysteries of love or what we're here for. I got to leave it there. I don't know where else to take it from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's very and eloquent. I think you might be able to find some answers in the late night light yo full circle <laughs> look at you we gotta get you a show on girth radio thank you so much Ivana Sintilli, for coming into girth and hanging out thank and uh, breaking down love and <laughs> music and everything else that's good in this world well said
Thank you so much for listening to this yearbook episode. My name is Sammy, and I generally host my summer lair, but this was a throwback episode, like a throwback Thursday kind of thing, or a flashback Friday, or uh, I don't know, whatever. Terrific Tuesday? Is that a thing? Wandering Wednesday? Is that a thing? What is a thing is I have a newsletter. If you go to mysummerlayer.com slash subscribe, mysummerlayer.com slash subscribe, you can sign up for this newsletter. If you are curious about popular culture, if you want to know more about popular culture, if you want to see patterns and explore things that have been overlooked or undervalued or underappreciated in our popular culture, this is more than a yearbook. This is not email. This is a newsletter, but it's a conversation as well. It's kind of fun, actually. I'm enjoying it. So if you want to sign up, mysummerlayer.com slash subscribe. Thanks for listening to me in a Netflix world. Yearbook, yo.